0: It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the Concierge for Better Living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents the Concierge for Better Living with your host
1: Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Doc Rob, Doctor Rob Streisfeld. Your Concierge to Better Living here on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio and several others wherever you're listening from. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. We have a great show today. We're going to talk a little bit about guess what? Cannabis. But you know that that's you know pretty broad. There's a lot of subsections and subtopics, and you know. We want to try to cover a bunch. Obviously, this show is a little more health focused, education focused. Uh, it's been a crazy, uh, you know, time. I love this show. I love the people at Cannabis Radio, and you know, I'm loving seeing what's happening out there in the, in the U.S. and globally around cannabis and hemp. And um, you know, on one breath, we have you know stress from sessions, but on the other hand, we have McConnell coming out saying, Free the plant, industrial hemp for everybody." So. You know who knows what tomorrow will bring, but today I'm happy to have my guest, uh, Dr. Greg Smith, on the show. Um, had the pleasure of meeting Dr. Smith, reading some of his books, and I'm just excited to have you on. Thanks for coming on, Dr. Smith.
2: Dr. Rob, my pleasure. I w- always love to have a chance to talk about cannabis and, and the medical benefits.
1: Yeah, and and that's really cool. So I mean, you're a doctor. I'm a naturopath. You're an MD. How, you know, give a little background on your on your medical you know practice and how you kind of got into this whole cannabis thing that's
2: going on right now? Great uh, question, Dr. Rob. Um, The the MD community has been resistant as long as I've been involved with uh, medical cannabis, going back about 18 years now. Uh, The the DO community has has been more supportive. That's the doctors of osteopathy. And of course, the RN community has been very compassionate and supportive of medical cannabis. But the MDs continue to be very, very resistant for a variety of reasons. Um, and because of that, about four years ago, I spent several years of my life writing a textbook on the topic since there was no textbook on the subject. So, uh, yeah, I wrote that textbook and uh, had it published by a very prestigious publisher out of Boston. And uh, that got, that's how it got me full time into the medical cannabis um, you know what, what I'm doing now. and mostly an educator now.
1: Yeah, and, and that's something that, you know, education for me has always been the foundation. I That's when we first met when I heard a lot of what you do is around education and educating doctors. I think that's really a key part of this, this puzzle so that we have authorities, you know, and whether it be naturopathic school, which I think is a little bit, you know, which we know is a little bit more plant-based and healing with nature compared to allopathic programs or even some osteopathic programs. You know, how much... Cannabis information, or even nutrition, or plant-based healing, has been made available in those in those programs. It's very limited, and to see that there's a growing interest from a variety of uh, you know components of the medical community, that's really a great you know catalyst to this becoming a mainstream therapeutic option.
2: And, and Dr. Rob, along those lines, of, so we now have three FDA-approved cannabinoid medications, so that, that used. The endocannabinoid system and use a cannabinoid derivative THC or CBD, uh, either extract or derivative. So we have three out there. We have two more coming this year. Um, so, and and one is actually a true whole plant extract called Sativex. Um, so it will be available at Eckerd's, you know, CBS uh, pharmacies for about $1,800 a month and uh, for a state, Like Florida, about 500 patients will be suitable to get that medication in the state. So it's coming.
1: (laughs) Right. It's very expensive
2: and very slow, but but we're we're breaking into the medical community.
1: Yeah, and and maybe not even, I hate to say this, as effective as the plant in its natural state on its own, less adulteration. I mean, we've had, um, you know, there's a lot of drugs in development by pharma that have cannabinoids or cannabis-type compounds being utilized, some of them synthetic, some of them you know, kind of isolated compounds. But, you know, the, the research that I keep reading and, the, and and from all the conferences I attend, it always comes back to the whole plant works better than all those, you know, laboratory experiments. And um, I think that we see a large population, uh, not just around cannabis, but converting or turning more towards natural therapies and natural alternatives. I think there's been some articles of those that have tried cannabidiol or CBD oil are are Stepping away from opioids and other pain meds in, in, in you know in, in crazy amounts and exponential amounts, and I think it's scaring pharma um, to a degree. But they also see the dollar signs and, and trying to get the game as well.
2: Well, Doctor Rob, you brought up two two important points there. Uh, real briefly, I just touch on that. There's this one medicine, Sativex, is a whole plant extract. One-to-one CBD to THC. It is, the, the reason why I like it is they spent millions and millions of dollars doing uh, randomized controlled trials. So I can use those trials. Doctors will believe those because they're properly done trials. And uh, so that's why I love Big Pharma for that that one drug because they they have tested a whole plant extract with one to one CBD So, not that I love the drug or I love the company, but I love the research that MDs will look at and believe, and it's very supportive for what we're trying to do.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. The second
2: thing, the, op- the opioid, Doctor Rob, the opioid. So that that's my my ballywick. That's what I'm focused on now that the textbook is out, and uh, I've come up with some nice. Uh, some nice treatment recommendations. And I'm just going to recommend you to the Cannabis Nurse Association website. They, they, have, the, they have about a six-page discussion of how to get off opioids either with THC or with just CBD only uh, that I wrote along with the flow diagrams that teaches the patient how to do them themselves, hopefully working with their physician, but how to, to get off of these opioids slowly, methodically using CBD and or THC, Cannabis Nurses Association.
1: You know, I think that, again, as my experience in, unfortunately, a lot of hospital time um, with family members and and close family friends, um, you know, I find that the nurses seem to be more astute and on point and open minded. Uh, and up to date than, than most of the doctors I come across in that setting. So I'm not saying it's a standard across the board, but I, I love the nurses being a critical component to uh, the, bridging this information even to the doctors. Um, I, I want to make a comment. I mean, we watched a TV show last night, a mainstream, you know, primetime television show, and the, the, the whole uh, it was a court show, you know, and the whole topic was CBD and interstate commerce huh. and transport. Huh. So, and, and the coolest thing wow. was it was about New York State versus another state nearby that wasn't approved for medical use and a doctor giving her patients CBD oil and you know maybe off script or not approved yet. And the best thing about that whole show was they had another doctor evaluating one of her patients – and he said, "No, she's doing the best thing she can do as a doctor. She's helping them; they're feeling better, and CBD seems to be an effective treatment." And I was, you know, that's when you start to see like it's going mainstream. Now they made a few errors, I think, in the in the language, and, and you know, the, the writers should have consulted you or me or somebody in a, in, a, in a few more details about how they describe the product, but. Overall, the, the sentiment and the message was clear that this is a, a viable alternative, hitting the mainstream medical community and being accepted among as a safe alternative as part of cancer treatments or integrative practices. And yeah, it's really exciting to see this evolve over the last several years. I know you've been a key part of it as well. Well,
2: Robin, let me t- tell you the big resistance so, so we can understand this. Um, is so ninety eight percent. If I'm going to use a number, ninety eight percent of MDs in this country have never been taught about the endocannabinoid system. They probably don't know what it, if you could tell them, have you heard of it? And 98%, maybe it's a few percent less these days, but not many. They're not allowed to teach this entire system in our body in medical school or they'll lose federal funding. So they specifically do not teach the entire system. So doctors don't know it exists.
1: It, it's it's ridiculous, and even I remember telling people we did a conference in Chicago a few years ago. You know, just as they had passed a medical law in the state, and we did a whole big event. It was at Navy Pier. It was going to you know, it was, it was free to doctors. It was educational focus for at a practitioner professional level, and we were told through some doctors confidentially that they were threatened. With their license and their job, if they attended this work, this conference by the hospitals, by the administration, by the medical boards, they were actually restricted from education, they were restricted from learning about a potential new therapy, and it, 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 it's appalling. But you know, we are breaking down these walls. We are breaking down the resistance, uh, like people like yourself, getting out there and doing you know courses and uh, you know CE continuing education, letting people understand this bit by bit. And that's a really exciting part to be a catalyst to this change, especially when you see firsthand the people getting benefits from it. To me, that's probably the most important thing is that people heal and feel better. Uh, and that's that's what doctors are meant to do more than anything else versus with the paperwork and other things. So we're going to take a quick break right now. This is really great. I'm glad to have you on the show today. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back at these quick messages. This is Doc Rob, your concierge to better living here at CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio.
0: The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. Only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: All right, all right, all right. And we are back. Yes, this is Doc Rob, And here today with my friend and colleague, Dr. Greg Smith. We are talking about cannabis. Glad nice to be here. Yeah. I'm glad to have you on the show. I know it's tough. Your schedule, you travel around like I do, bouncing around. And I know one of the things you're real focused on as we've been talking about is teaching doctors and educating doctors so they can be that frontline support for those people that need the help, and they can be educated resources. And then, of course, the nurses, I, I, I don't diminish that by any means. I actually probably put them on a little higher pedestal than doctors these days um, as, as part of my personal experience. So. What, I know you've written a couple of books. So that first book, that encyclopedia, that, that manual, you know, give us some insight on some of the, the, the big takeaways or what are the things that doctors are giving you the most feedback on as, wow, that was a light bulb that turned on I never even imagined. Oh, yeah, great,
2: great uh, question, Rob. Um, uh, so pain, pain management, opioids. So the, the idea that you can use uh, CBD and or THC to control chronic pain much better than opioids. And, and through a second mechanism in the body, you can actually have them wean off of opioids without withdrawal symptoms at the same time as you're controlling their chronic pain. Uh, so that, that, that's been a huge, as we know, it's a daily news news item on the opioid epidemic. And so that's been big. Cancer is coming. Cancer, it's a couple of years away. It, there's three major inroads to how cannabinoid medicines kill cancer cells. And leave healthy cells alone. It's unlike any other c- cancer therapy that we have. It, it doesn't kill all the cells like the other cancer therapies. It just it preferentially kills the cancer cells that are growing too quickly. So that's an area we're going to hear more of in the future. Um, the um, we're going to hear more in psychological conditions, c- depression and anxiety, as we get the studies come come out. I do wanna just talk about the second book because to me, the second book was an act of love. The first book had to be written because there was no textbook for doctors. Had to be done. The second book was after, I taught 1,500 doctors last year and after frustration after frustration of dealing with the medical community, I wrote a textbook on CBD only called CBD, What You Need to Know. And it empowers the average patient and caregiver to use CBD without their doctor. This stuff is so safe, you can sell it next to olive oil at the public. It is safe. CBD only oils. And you can just read this book and you can be empowered and, you know, work with your doctor, or offer to get your doctor involved. I, I give lots of education in the book of how to get your doctor educated quickly in 10 minutes or less so they get the basics of what you're doing with CBD. But uh, to me, I was frustrated with the medical community, and so I've gone to empowering the patient. And I know naturopaths are all about that. So, you know, that, that's... The second book and um i I love that book i I've had so much positive feedback from it
1: yeah I, I think there's you know for me it's always you know I'm a big language guy and 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 nomenclature and description, so you know when someone says uh you know." marijuana versus you know cannabis or they don't understand that hemp is cannabis and it's the same thing the same family just you know it's different kind of varieties or you know different strains with different features and different compound levels and you know i'm a personal you know personally i have an issue with the word psychoactive as a negative thing when it regards to thc because psychoactive it can be you know there can, there's a lot of things that are psychoactive that doesn't really describe is this a negative effect or a positive effect it's just a description of action um so there's a lot of things that education really needs to be uh, you know the focus and and continuously improving how we describe these these things you know and, and how we describe these compounds and how we describe the effects like if you want to talk about you know even with patients we said cancer is coming but we know there are a lot of uh, Patients today are using cannabis to whether with or without chemotherapy or other therapeutics. And you know, I've I've seen firsthand patients who are struggling, uh, depressed, in pain, uh, you know, almost near suicidal tendencies. And a little bit of THC takes that away. And I think that when you know, gives them a little bit of pleasure, a little bit of relief, give them a smile on their face. And while in our mindset, in some circles, this is a negative. Is a side effect that might be considered negative, a psychoactive effect. But in the right scenario, you know, it could be very positive. Just like water is really important to us, but in the middle of you know, drowning is not. It's still water. It's how it is used and how it's applied and how we respond. So I think that's one of the things that I I try teaching out there a lot. Is it's not just this dogma of. You know, CBD is safe and good. THC is bad because it's psychoactive. I think there's compounds in chocolate that are psychoactive. And does that mean that you're going to start banning all chocolate? You know, so there's just some things that we have to continue to work on.
2: Well, I think you, 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 uh, bring up the point with the doctors and with the training that mo- 80% of what I have to do with these docs when I do get their attention. And there's certainly enough that I get their attention, um, is dosing. This is a very challenging medicine. The THC combined with the CBD, the ratios, the new terpenes that we're looking at closely its hard to dose. So it's not like aspirin take two every four to six hours or antibiotic take one twice a day. It's not like that ever. It, it, it's right. always challenging. Uh, and, and that's made it difficult with the doctors because they aren't used to, they're used to, you know, a, a tablet. Uh, and, and many times we don't even want it to go through the stomach. We want it to stay and get absorbed, in, in, inhaled, or absorbed in our mouth and not swallowed down into the stomach. So it's challenging to teach dosing because of the nature of the medicine, because we want whole plant, we want all the other terpenes and minor cannabinoids mixed in there to get the best effect of the receptors. So th- those are, those are make it, and that's what challenges me when I, I am dealing with the, the medical doctors uh, and do- dosing for things like cancer, where we use a hundred times the amount of THC to treat cancer that we did with any other condition. So it's just huge amounts of, of uh, THC and CBD when we're treating cancer. So a lot of things like that are, are make it challenging, but uh, you know, life would be boring if we weren't challenged.
1: Of course. Well, the medicine is supposed to be an art, and no, and it's not supposed to be so simple. It's there's, a, there's an art to this and a personal approach. That's what I've always believed in. That's why my company's called PhD Personal Health Design Concierge. And you know, the other thing I look at is a naturopath, and I think that sometimes doctors aren't trained in this as well. Maybe more getting this mindset, but the idea that this plant and supporting the endocannabinoid system can be used properly, but in a small amount and preventatively, meaning we don't have to just create drugs for seizures or epilepsy or Parkinson's or cancer. I mean, I'm a fan of us resolving and treating these diseases, but that's a, a very reactive approach, and that's pretty much the allopathic mindset is react to what's presented and then try to address those symptoms and treat it. Whereas some of us look at it more like if I can get the average person today utilizing cbd similar to a multivitamin and fish oil and vitamin d and a more you know prophylactic preventative standpoint i think that we'd have a lot less of these chronic diseases or more significant disease cases uh as people get older and i think there has to be both sides of this conversation really addressed that can low dose or regular use of these safe plant compounds also help prevent the diseases and help us get healthier as a society as a whole
2: Dr. Robert, obviously you've read the book, or if you haven't, you're very intuitive. Uh, so, uh, so the, the last chapter of the the book, CBD: What You Need to Know, is on preventive doses, and it prevents uh, a large two large category of, of diseases, and they're all like, age related. So as we get older, so they're neurodegenerative, Alzheimer's disease, dementia, um, and then. Uh, the degenerative of the joint, any any inflammatory degenerative disease of the joint test and track. So yes, twenty milligrams usually at bedtime, of cbd every every night starting age fifty would be where I would recommend it right now, and maybe younger is not going to hurt you, and it will slow down or stop these chronic degenerative, inflammatory conditions that uh, affect us as we age. So, yeah, it's a very nice preventive,
1: yeah, and I think that people don't you know we talk about gut health and and stress response, and the cortisol response. A lot of people talk about the gut HPA access, which is the hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal kind of combination for our endocrine system. And this is very much wired into the endocannabinoid system as well. And I think that you know when people start to look at it from a holistic standpoint, and you start to nourish the body with the right foods, and you start to really uh, support these organs and these systems properly at a younger age, especially when it's in regards to reacting to stress, I think that's one of the things today that we're inundated with is stress and it could be financial relationship, you know, work stress, or just even environmental with toxins and pollutants in the air and the water. Uh, I think that people have to really become, uh, you know, stress defenders in their own right. And I think that these cannabinoids I think have played a role, whether it be from an animal like a deer or to a human or even a child, I think when used properly, and again, dosing is something that we all have to work on together and become more astute at, but as I, there's also that art of, you know, is this safer than, you know, you know, something else? And is it worth the risk or is it worth the, the experimentation? And uh, I, I also think that, you know, people are starting to do that on their own That's one of the things, uh, you know, I I hate to bring it up in this regard, but homeopathy is under attack right now, and homeopathy has been, you know, proven and supported in Europe, but the rationale is not that homeopathy doesn't work all the time or doesn't work, it's that people may choose to try homeopathy and not use a, a pharmaceutical drug and therefore risking the fact that they may not get the benefit they're looking for because they're not using the pharmaceutical that's really kind of backwards logic in a lot of ways. And this is the type of stuff that we battle every day in the medical community. I know you do it all the time, especially, like I said, with cannabis education. So there's just so many of these areas to, 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 to deal with. But we're, we're fighters, and I appreciate your, your, your efforts and your fight for sure.
2: Well, well Doctor, I, w- I want to highlight one, one area which I don't think you touched on. And, uh, and then once I say it, I think you'll, you'll recognize it right away. But we're using up our endocannabinoids. So we need to take uh, – a supplement, just like we take vitamin supplements. we It's a supplement because we're using up. So the system is being used up. So the way we make the end, our natural endocannabinoids is we, we take little snippets of the membrane and we turn it into, you know, uh, ANA and 2 A G, which are just like THC. So we're, we're using, we're snippeting snippets and making this stuff constantly a couple hundred times a minute. And we're using it up and we're using it up from overstimulation from technology. So our, our constant phones, Facebook, Instagram, internet, we were, are not built to have this much overstimulation of our neural systems. And we use the endocannabinoid system to slow things down. It's the breaking system of the body and it's being used up. And so we need to replace it and that's why we need a supplement I like to replace.
1: It. I like it. I like it a lot, except for the fact that we're on a podcast right now and we're using technology. So I'm just teasing. It's a great point. We all. Are- <laughs> so with, with that in mind, let's take a quick break. Let our listeners take a deep breath or two while they listen to some commercials. And we'll be right back at this break and we'll wrap up this uh, wonderful segment with Dr. Greg Smith. This is Doc Rob, your concierge to better living here at cannabisradio.com.
0: The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. be no crime. Hemp Inc is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana llama out. Got to tend to me on crop channel. You know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Strain Wise Consulting is the most sought after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world
1: The Boober Way.
0: Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for Better Living, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: All right, and we are back. So, yeah. okay. so we are using technology. We're using social media. I think the key point is, though, there's always going to be a good side and a bad side. This world is about duality. You know, if you look at male-female, g- black and white, Good and bad, uh, you know, just the way yin yang. I mean, this is what we are based on. And I think that you can always find uh, an argument on both sides. I think what we need to understand is coming together and become more informed and educated. And I know, you know, through different. Uh, programs you do, whether it be traveling and meeting, speaking with doctors or certain online workshops, of course, the books that you put out and books that you know that are going to be coming out, I'm sure, that this is about education and allowing people to make good, informed choices for themselves. What we talk about, what I talk about a lot is empowerment. And so if you're a patient out there listening and wondering what to do, uh, or, or let's say you're, you're speaking with a doctor that's not agreeing with you or not listening to you saying, I'd like to try this. My rule is always go find another doctor. Go get another opinion. Just like the one on that TV show, you know, it's easy to put on court someone that doesn't agree with the opinion and then someone that does. And that's the whole point of, you know, arguing your case, but come from an informed space. And that's what I think you do a lot of and and really why I wanted to have on the show today was really to talk about that education component and, and how we're changing the paradigm, changing the mindset, whether it be one doctor or nurse at a time or one patient at a time.
2: And, and, and Rob, along the lines, uh, those lines, I, I want to identify uh, several conditions that are classic endocannabinoid deficiencies. I hate having these long terms. So this is where someone can say, gee, this, these symptoms are coming because I've used up all my endocannabinoids. And um, so a- anxiety is, is probably the quintessential uh, deficiency of, of endocannabinoids. So having lots of anxiety... Lots of ruminations when you're trying to fall asleep. That that shows that your breaking system, from your endocannabinoid system, is not working. It's running out of juice. Irritable bowel syndrome, uh, back and forth diarrhea, constipation, colicky bowel pains, is a classic sign of an endocannabinoid deficiency. Migraine headaches. 2,000 years the Chinese were ago, the Chinese were writing about using cannabis for migraine headaches. And we only recently discovered that migraines are an endocannabinoid deficiency. Uh, and the last one, the, the, a very challenging condition to treat called fibromyalgia, is an endocannabinoid deficiency. So it can be treated with mostly with CBD for a lot of this stuff. Uh, you know, CBD has amazing, about 80% of all the therapeutic benefits in that oil and that cannabis oil is from the CBD component of it. So, um, you know, these these are out there and I hope some of your people listening recognize, oh, I might be able to get better with with using some CBE or THC and CBD.
1: I I agree. I think these are great compounds. There are over 500 in the plant, though, and we want to really understand that some of these smaller compounds and cannabinoids, especially the terpenes, they also play a role. That's one of the reasons why I'm, you know, personally a strong advocate for full spectrum products or products that use the whole plant or all components of the plant, the oils that contain multiple compounds and not really the isolates. I know that in a lot of um, drug development and a lot of dosing, it it seems to be easier or more convenient to use isolated compounds because they're more measurable or more specific. But the research shows over and over again that these isolated compounds in high doses are not nearly as effective as when the full plant and all these ancillary and support of nutrients are combined and included in the process so I'm not sure I 100% you-
2: yeah 100% agree with you and you know I think you're, you're describing the entourage effect and, but so just so you understand what's going on we need all these minor cannabinoids those are the THCVs the CBNs the CBGs we need those we need different terpenes depending on the effect to make the CBD or the THC molecule fit into the receptor better so The the CBD and THC and and maybe one or two more are are the real workers in the oil, but we need these other minor components to actually make this little piece fit into the receptor. It's like fitting into a cup, and uh, that's why we need the whole plant. I'm 100% behind you with that, and I don't like monomolecule or or just single-molecule isolates. I don't think they work nearly as well.
1: Even even going back to ascorbic acid and vitamin C, I mean, this is not new science that we're discovering is unique to cannabis. It's nearly any herbalist or plant medicine person will tell you that when you take out everything but that one thing you're looking for, it doesn't work as well. That's not the way nature intended it. Ascorbic acid didn't work as well until they started ask, adding back in the bioflavonoids and rose hips and things of that nature, and all of a sudden, they had a better response to the vitamin C. You know, there's so much that we could talk about, Doc, and I, I appreciate you. Uh, coming on I know that you teach doctors all the time and um, there's so much information you can share we're going to wrap up this episode today and I'm going to you know, out there right now so people can listen in. I'm going to invite you back on real soon for another set, another section, another segment to discuss more specifics. And I, I encourage those listeners out there to shoot me a message either on Twitter or Facebook. Or we have Concierge for Better Living Facebook page or Doc Rob on Twitter. And, you know, reach out and ask any specific questions that you may have. We'll have Dr. Smith back on and we'll dive in a little bit deeper. In the meantime, Dr. Smith, wh- where can they reach you? What are some websites or links for them to track you down? And get-
2: oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm the editor in chief at uh, cannabis-md.com, and so that's that's where all my activity. I got my blogs. We have a a very active uh, education going on and and interaction with patients and providers. It's a lovely website, cannabis-md.com.
1: Awesome. Well, we'll include that link when you post the, the, this recording. And again, thank you so much for your time today. I know you're a busy guy. We'll definitely do this again in the very, 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 very near future. And uh, you know, it's been a real pleasure. Hope to see you again soon at a conference or otherwise. And this is, you know, just another day where we educate the people out there because today we want to make them have a better day than yesterday, and let's all work together for a better tomorrow than today. This is Doc Rob. Again, thank you, Doctor Smith. Doc Rob here. At your conscious yeah, living. CanvasRadio.com. Love your attitude, Dr. Rob. Yeah, I'll get great it. attitude, my friend. Oh, I love it, man. Appreciate you. Wishing everyone listening and those at home all the best in health and happiness. Take care.